This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. A little disappointed we didn't uh, pull off the win. I felt like we had the perfect strategy, uh, arguably the best car today. The Dale Jr. download starts now. Man, the feeling watching those last 26 laps, just wanting him to try to get up to that 48s bumper. The feeling, Mike, that all of us had when he took four, when TJ called him down and Stevie, and they did such a great job to take four, and the first three guys took two, and he, and he absolutely destroys everybody on the restart. We're thinking, here we go. We're going we're to be in victory lane here. But, uh, man, old five-time. He is. Uh, he's okay. He's okay. He's decent at what he does. I think TJ's yeah. tweet said it best. Uh, re- replace uh, the monster dude out there. And just put <laughs> just put a picture of Jimmy out there in Dover with Mike Davis and Dustin Lee. I'm Taylor Zarzer. Dale Jr. finishes second in Dover, and there is absolutely no argument um, with what Dale Jr. said there after the race. He absolutely he had the best car on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and. Simply one of the greatest drivers, if not the greatest driver in the history of the sport, on his very best track is the only reason Dale Jr. didn't win the race. And Jr. gave him everything he wanted and more uh, when it comes down to it. This was not one of those uh, quintessential Jimmy Johnson just demolish everybody at Dover that we yep. were used to seeing. I mean, he had to earn it. And I was proud of Jr. I, I thought it was it was our best race of the year. Um, you know, won the pole. Just a great weekend, just like you said. You know, you win the uh, your second pole of the year, thirteenth career pole for junior, and uh, and you know sometimes when you win a pole, you wonder if it's going to how it's going to trickle over into the race. Well, they didn't lose any speed between pole day and race day. That was really good to see. You know, there were some um, obviously to start off the race. He absolutely had the best car. He was dominating the whole field, and and then he had the big problem on pit road, which he took responsibility for. And you'll, you'll hear that uh, coming up here in, in just a little bit where he missed pit road. It's a really hard pit road to get on. Uh, TJ, you've got a million things to think about, but TJ kept saying it in his ear, in his ear, you know, throughout uh, before that first uh, caution. And he still just couldn't get down there in time. He had to stay out on the track, and he, he went from first to eighth. He lost, I think, like 13 seconds. 12, sec- 12 or 13 yeah, seconds. 12 yeah, 12 or 13 seconds um, by not being able to pit. Then there was another situation later on where uh, Mark Martin and the 14 was going so slow on pit road, he had a hard time getting in. It cost him a few spots. It wasn't that big a deal. Um, but there were some. my point is, is there were some frustrating moments. Despite those frustrating moments, he still absolutely had the best car on the track. I don't think there's any question. You know, I wonder if the difference – this is something I was thinking about during the race – is the difference between aggressive strategies and the, the just play-it-safe strategies, is there that big a difference in the way we've seen these last few races come out for the 88 team? Or uh, are they peaking at the right time? And, you know, when we watch football games and baseball uh, games or whatever, you know, teams that are mo- more talented, sometimes if they're not peaking at the right time, that's a difference in a championship. You had the best race of the year uh, for the 88 yesterday. It came on the heels of a pretty darn good race at Loudoun. If you take away a blown motor at Chicago and a fluky pit road incident, they finish in the top ten. And do you know where if they finish tenth at Chicago, where that puts them in the standings right now? Fourth, right behind these three guys that we've already proclaimed as deity and you were already crowning one of them. My point is this. I like the way that they, they are performing better now in these – as good as the beginning of the year, if not better. We'll see if it's better in the next few weeks. 
I don't know. I, I think that you, you could argue maybe they're peaking at the right time, but if they don't have a blown motor in Michigan, I, I feel like they win Michigan again this year. Uh, they absolutely had one of the best cars in, in Pocono, if not the best car in, in Pocono in, in one of the races there. I think it's being more aggressive. I really do. I, I think that not worrying about points, saying we're out here, if you ain't first, you're last. That that kind of attitude, I think, has really brought out the best in this entire team um, th- these last few weeks, and I think it's going to continue. I I have a driver that uh, I've become pretty good friends with this year just by being out on the road some uh, with NASCAR, and he texted me yesterday after the race, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't, you know, I don't want to influence anything, but he texted me after the race, and he said, Taylor, Dale Jr. is one of the hardest guys in the world to read. You never know where he is. He's a hard guy to get to know. He said, but that guy, I can promise you, he said, you should say this on the podcast tomorrow because this driver listens. He said, that guy wants it as badly as I have ever seen it right now. He wants it as badly as I've ever seen it. And you know some of the criticism, some of the things we hear on Reaction Theater. He doesn't want it. It, He doesn't want it bad enough, you know, and all this. And that was really cool to hear from a guy that is not a teammate, that drives for a different manufacturer, that has – it doesn't. he's not even that close to Dale Jr. Yeah. And for him to say, man, that guy wants it as bad as anyone. And I think he displayed that yesterday in the race. Um, the last few weeks, I don't know if Dan, the junior fan, has gotten through to the 88 team. but uh, Ever since his speech, ever that's since a good his, point. Ever his since speech. his speech, man. Which that got guy us is, all fired up. He's I, driving like his head's on fire. And every day they come to the track – I mean, they're radio. They're on a mission, and that's that's a good. And Dale Jr. talked about that after the race too. He did, you know. And I like where this team is. I do, and I and and you know, going to Kansas this weekend, I I have uh, complete confidence they're going to come out there and perform just the way they did this past weekend. I I got no reason to think otherwise. They're they're clicking right now. In fact, they may be peaking, Taylor. They uh, may be peaking. I think they're being very aggressive. Maybe the aggressive thing has something to do with that. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's go through this. Let's hear some of it. Early pit road struggles. Dale Jr. is torching the field. He led 79 of the first 116 laps. He had a three-second lead on Jimmy Johnson when he made a green flag stop. I'm telling some family members, all right, this is just got to get – everything's got to be good on pit road. And Uh-oh. He made an attempt at lap 117. Didn't happen. Let's hear it. Just couldn't stop, man. The rear tires are hopping, locking up real bad. Yeah, but no problem. No problem. You did the right thing, man. If we can't make it, we're going to have a penalty if you came. So you did the right thing. Abort, come the next time. Yep, that's exactly what he should have done. And, you know, sure, I'm sure Mike Davis probably broke something in his house, no. knowing you, no. um, because that was that was a big deal. I mean, he lost 12 or 13 seconds. But to see the reaction of it, the reaction of, Let's just keep digging. No, I mean, honestly, oh, yeah, it was a 12-second mistake like you uh, uh, said earlier. But, frankly, it was too early in the race for it to really be alarming. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. He came out eighth. I knew the car was fast. Yeah. I honestly didn't think it was that alarming. Well, good to hear because he came back out on the track and still had the best car. Started passing him. Yeah. Had a great restart. He did, and he got all the way back up to second. Uh, On lap 312, Dale Jr. was second. He had caught – uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, by the time the green flag stops had started. Yep. And Latard asked Junior to run as long as he could to try to get within the fuel window. Let's hear that. How about you just keep doing what you're doing? We've got to run this one all the way out, all the way out. We're like 12, 
maybe even 14 away. We need to get them all, and this will be our last stop. Just the 48 up there, by himself. There you go, clear, all clear, no pressure. Clear by five, and clear. They're all fitting here, Stevie. We need five more here. You let me know when you're coming, I need every lap. Run it out. All right, back to two, come see me. Come up, pit. You're doing great there, bud, you're doing great. We and everybody else was short from here. I don't think anybody can make it. We didn't get enough laps until you had to pit there, so we're probably at least four short. I don't think anybody can make it. I would ask you to help us, but it's way too much. You can't do that. We would just lose spots and still not make it. Yep. Yeah, that was pre-stop and post-stop chatter that was kind of condensed there, so that's why it, uh, you know, he made his stop. And when he when he made the stop, that's when Latart's telling him that he's still about four laps short. So. He, Latar wanted him to go a little longer, yeah. uh, but he ran out of gas. So what are you supposed to do? And, 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 and that was the pit stop where he got behind Mark, Mark, Mark Martin, which yeah. I wasn't sure. I don't know. Maybe it's a little combination of both. But, you know, he, I think he lost like six seconds in that transfer between you know, when he was mm-hmm. on the track and then when he went back out on the track. Um, I don't know if it had more to do with Mark Martin being slow or if the fact that he was kind of out of gas or both. Could have been both. Who knows? And, and after the race, you'll hear Junior's comments coming up that he didn't think that that was yeah. that big a deal. and. And he was right. That wasn't that big a deal. So um, before the final caution, when he comes in on lap 369, before we play this, when that caution flag flew, did your arms go in the air? I didn't. I literally did not know what they should do at that point. When that caution flew, I'm like, what do you do now? I mean, because we're aggressive. Remember, everybody's aggressive. We're going for wins here. Do you pit? Surely people are trying to stretch it. I did hear that Boyer was thinking about stretching it and what. But what do you do here? Uh, let me tell you one thing that didn't cross my mind, taking four tires. Well, That never crossed my mind. I didn't even think that was an option. You know, it, obviously the, the fact that you have the first pit stall, uh, obviously Huge. it just shows qualifying so important. Huge. You know, uh, that you have the first pit stall so you can see what everyone else is doing. But my arms went in the air because there's no way he wins the race if the last caution flag does not fly, I don't think. I mean, he's in fourth position with 31 to go. If everybody stops on a green flag or people start running out or what have you, yeah. Boyer uh, pitted later than he did. You know, so I, there was no way he was going to win the race if there wasn't a caution, in my opinion. Well, it, I will say this. You, I didn't know what other strategies were. It didn't, nobody seemed to be able to make it on fuel, even Jimmy, who yeah. was leading. So the point is, is everyone would have to pit. Um, there's no way with that much distance on the track between first and fourth that, that I think he could have won unless Junior or Jimmy screws up somehow. So uh, I think he could have gotten to second, okay. um, but I don't know that he could have won. So I was pumped. You know, I was like, first of all, he's in fourth spot. Uh, if you're not in first, you want to be in fourth on a restart. That's right. Okay, That's so right. I was pretty want- pumped about that because I thought, hey, man, no matter how many tires he takes, he's going to be in second right. out of this restart. So then we have what happened during uh, the caution. He enters the pits in fourth. He exits in fourth. It's a big deal. And, and so, Mike, on yeah. television, they were talking about would the 48, 24, or 20 in front of Junior, would they take two, would they take zero, would some gamble and take four? And then there's a big gap between the 88 and the 18th, between four and five uh, position. So we're trying to see what they're doing. Here's TJ and Steve Latart to try to explain it. When it's open, we'll pit. And a pretty big gap in our mirror, Stevie, because of all the black cars, just so you know there. That's what I need to know. How big? A big, big? Like four tires big? About four seconds on pit road behind us. Great information. Four tires. Four tires, guys. Four tires here. All right, jump in here. Three, two, one. Just one can there, Caleb. Four tires. 
Yeah, all clear, easy, easy. Nobody coming. I believe that might be the first car with four. Oh, yeah. Four, bud. You'll be P4, first car with four tires. Great info, DJ. That's exactly what I needed to know was what the gap was. Oh, bud, you should line up fourth. Front three are on right. First car on four. We're done seeing you for the day. Four. It was a pretty good feeling at that point. Yeah, you it was thought, a good feeling, You yeah. thought, we're going to victory lane. Yeah, yeah, I did. And, uh, with the one thing, and I didn't have it in this radio chatter, but uh, I did notice at the time when Latart said right after that the, the, uh, the, the advantage of four tires didn't really take effect earlier in the race until 30 or 40 laps into the run. And I remember that when he was behind the 18, yeah. and the 18 just took off like a rocket. And about 30 laps in, Junior – not only passed him, but drove away from him. Yeah, he did. Was, it, it, yeah. you're right about that. Um, but Junior torched him on the restart and got to Yet again. got yeah. to Jimmy's bumper in Quit. within a lap or two. Yeah. And what I noticed was, and and I'll be curious to ask Junior this because um, I didn't hear him talk about this in the post race, but he tried a higher line a few laps into that last restart. And TJ was saying throughout the race, you got to wait until you got older tires before you can try the high line. Then it really, really works. And Junior lost some track position there trying to go for the lead when he went high. And I wondered, you know, did, you know, in hindsight, does Junior wish he wouldn't have done that because he did lose a little bit of track position when he tried to go high? You absolutely can do that in a longer green flag yeah. run. But, you know, I mean, listen, the point is this he was trying everything to get to the front. So you can't blame him. He left everything out there on the track. But the um, only reason I mention that is because I got some people say, he should have tried some different oh, lines. Yeah. He should have done this. And I was like, he tried everything. Tried he he might have tried too much. Right, right. And by the way, with the people that are trying to make sense of the four-tire and the two-tire uh, situation, when you're trying to make sense of that, you can't discount the fact that clean air is an advantage. And also – Jimmy Johnson is still in that seat, and he is at Dover. Um, and, and here's, by the way, here's what Dale Jr. had to say about it. Trying to, you know, look on the bright side. A little disappointed we didn't uh, pull off the win. I felt like we uh, had the perfect strategy. Uh, had had maybe the best car, uh, arguably the best car today. And uh, with those four tires, I thought we could get it done. But uh, we left everybody in the mirror. So, I mean, we were clicking off some laps, but just not fast enough to get to Jimmy. I knew for sure. Over the entire run, if we could run 80 laps, four tires def definitely going to be better than two. And we were guessing around 35, 40 laps, they, they, the difference would start to show. And I felt like uh, as we got to traffic, Jimmy was starting to struggle a little bit in those last couple of laps. It seemed like uh, my, car, my car actually got better the longer I ran and drove better and did what I needed it to do in the corner as we ran. And it wasn't quite clicking just yet, and we were – we were our car was starting to come around, and I think the difference in the tires between our two cars was about to show. So, but it wasn't, uh, you know, the race is 400 laps, and that's the way it is. Junior fans, what would have made yesterday better? A win, of course, and Dale Junior potato chips. That's right. If you're watching races without Dale Junior potato chips, you don't want, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Go to DaleJuniorFoods.com and get them today. That's Dale Junior potato chips at DaleJRFoods.com. Mike Davis knows that I am Ron Burgundy. All right. <laughs> it's time to speed dial. Speed dial. Well, it is our pleasure to have NASCAR Chasm. He is a, uh, a big-time Twitter personality that 
I, th- I think everybody in the NASCAR community knows who this guy is uh, just because of his wit, his humor, his sarcasm, uh, which is a play into the name. Um, but, you know, when I put it out there last night, uh, NASCAR chasm, uh, when I put out there that you were going to be on the podcast, the reaction, I got more reaction from, from fans about you than pretty much anybody else that we've ever had on here, and that might even include Junior. <laughs> what, what's really? going on in this world? What's going on? Um, I, I owe a lot of people a lot of money right now, Mike. Okay. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots of money. You know, a, uh, a a glowing reaction like that, trust me, for a person like myself, it, it costs a pretty penny. Well, so, either, that, um, yeah, one, either yeah. that or you have a lot of family uh, on Twitter. It could be that, <laughs> right? Um, uh, you know, I, I, I do, but uh, none of them are particularly big race fans. Um, so uh, they all follow just kind of out of pity, really. Well, so, uh, listen, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you making time for us. And I know one of the biggest things that people said last night was, Good. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more about this guy since you kind of, you know, you kind of keep your name, your your identity all kind of secretive. And, and so, how much are you willing to divulge on Dirty Mo Radio today about yourself? Um, I'm willing to divulge my real name. Okay, um, that's first a start. name. First name only. Okay. Um, I'm willing to divulge my uh, my measurements. Um, but uh, really, I, I'd say uh, that's about it. I mean, I can tell you what I'm doing right now. Uh, which is I, um, I I told my boss at work that I was uh, running out to uh, get the entire office donuts, and uh, <laughs> then I, I went I, I went to my car and sat in my car, uh, took about a five minute nap, and then you called. Oh, uh, so we woke you so, up. Yeah, and so uh, basically, once we wrap up here, I, I get to go in back into the office and be like, ah, you know what? They were out of donuts. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, I was but... going to ask about that. Like, are you really going to go get donuts? Because they're probably going to wonder where those are. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, like I said, they're entirely out, man. I'm, I'm very, but you know, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody who follows me on Twitter, Mike, uh, winds up disappointed. So why not disappoint my coworkers? <laughs> That's not also, true. you know, That's it's not, not a big deal. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about his job here because they're I not, gonna, they're not going to believe that. I know they're I, not going to believe uh, they're out of donuts. You got to go get donuts, man. And by the way, just so you know, uh, we have a president on this saying that you were on our podcast doesn't get you any points yeah. anyway. Yeah, I was no, doing the Dale cares. Jr. download. Yeah. Excuse me, nobody cares. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. Well, most hold on about a second. You. Hold on. He just said he was willing to divulge his name and his measurements. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, my, my actual name is Dave. Okay. And uh, let's see, the, the measurements, uh, you know, actually, let me, uh, uh, I'm backing down on that. I'm, I'm a little shy. You look like a, a big guy in, your, pro, in your, your profiles. Are you a big guy? Yeah, not particularly. And that's okay. actually what's kind of funny about this is, is now that you bring that up, um, uh, there, there's two general reactions I get. Because if I'm at the racetrack, um, I, I just love to meet people. You know, that, you know, without the followers, I'm, you know, basically just a schmuck sitting at home telling lame jokes to his dog. <laughs> um, so, that, I mean, they're spectacular. They're just spectacular. Love them all. But um, the the general reaction I get if I'm at the racetrack and someone, I'm, I'm going to tweet up or someone wants to say hello, you know, I try to do as many as, as much as I can. Like, so the two main reactions I get are, one, I thought you'd be somebody important. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. oh, sorry. I'm a, yeah. I'm your I'm your typical nine to five uh, cubicle jockey. Hate to disappoint you, you know. <laughs> and then, like you said, the funny thing is, you brought up the other one. Um, I received this two or three times from separate people this year, where they said, "I thought you'd be heavier." <laughs> well, that's good. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, well, what is it about my 
you know, mildly obese. Like, what, what, what is it? And they'll, they'll never tell me. And so uh, clearly I've, I've got a problem, I you know. And so, uh, I probably yeah, thought that too. I probably thought that too. Well, I thought it because he was taking a nap when you called in because he was going to get donuts. And he's going that, to get donuts. That's, that's yeah. right. His first thing was, I'm going to go get donuts. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> had, I, had, I, had I gotten them and if I was sitting in my car eating all of them before I went back into the office, <laughs> right. then you'd have the issue. This is, yeah. Here's what I want to know. Who, who, what driver do you call yourself a fan of? Um. Tell you what, when I first got uh, into following the sport, because I'm from uh, Indianapolis, and um, you know, primarily when I was growing up in the uh, you know the '80s, mostly that was you know your your IndyCar heyday, basically. You know, we were um, you know went to the track every year for the 500, the era of the Andrettis, your Unsers, your Mirrors, and all that. Um, I didn't actually get really into NASCAR until I'd say about the mid 2000s, kind of on a lark, and uh, you know, being from Indianapolis and having you know somewhat of a surly attitude at the time, I was like, "Hey, let's follow Tony Stewart." You know, it's like uh, you know, kind of the hometown guy, and I can yeah. relate to him. But um, you know, that, that was early on, and uh, the the first year that I followed him, you know, truly as a hundred percent fan, uh, was the year he didn't make the chase. So um, you know, I, I easily realized that you know, basically being a, a fan of the Cubs all these years has some sort of karmic um, kind of sort of consequences to whoever I'm a fan of. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at, at that point, we just kind of became more of a fan of the sport. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'm, I, I, it's so generic to say I'm a fan of all of them. But, uh, sorry, man, I am. Well, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a fun sport. Here, here's one thing I can say. If there's one driver out there that would appreciate you going to get donuts, it's Tony, uh, it's Tony Stewart. That. Yeah. It is Tony Stewart. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes. Oh, I know. So, so, soda donuts. That's well, right. That's so, what I'd be getting. That's right. Soda, <laughs> soda cookies while doing a split. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yep. All right. Well, let's talk about yesterday. Uh, do, I'm assuming you watched the race. and. Um, oh, uh, not to finish. It was, uh, it was yeah. What I enjoyed it, rather. Did you? Yeah. I, um, of well, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I had, a, I had no idea Jimmy Johnson was good at Dover. Wow, no, I had none. It was a shock. Yeah, totally. That was a that was, was a shocker right there. That was sort of like um, David Reagan at Talladega. You know, you just didn't see yes, it coming. Yes, I know. Yeah. Out of nowhere, this this young <laughs> st- underfunded startup who finally has this moment in the spotlight. You know how you know how it is. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you guys, you know, you, you share a shop with that poor guy. Yeah. You know, he's uh he's he's sweeping the floors. He's just trying to earn his keep. Well, he, he's um, riding on day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah, but um, <laughs> exactly, but um. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of strange in this way, I guess, or and uh, probably in the minority. And my buddy, uh, I think Orange Cone, uh, touched on this on Twitter. But those fuel mileage races where you know they're not going to make it, and um, they're trying their best to stretch, but you know you you see the rundown on the TV, and it's like this guy's eight laps short, he's ten laps short, and you know it's like watching them burn the fuel is not all that exciting. But when you know it's going to come down to like the last ten laps, and drivers are going to be getting pit road at some point and trying not to screw up or maybe praying for a caution and so on. I really like that. Yeah. I, I find that incredibly enjoyable. So that, unfortunately, that last, um, again, it was, uh, as you saw yesterday, it was raining spring rubbers from the sky. Yes, uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, just, it was 100% chance of spring rubbers. And uh, so, you know, that, that last caution, uh, you know, it took a little bit of the wind out of it for me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you, I thought, uh, I thought Junior had him. But, again, you know, Jimmy Johnson, just out of nowhere, he's suddenly good at Dover. <laughs> yeah, do. just out of nowhere. That's right. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And, by <laughs> the way, uh, here's one of uh, NASCAR Chasm's uh, funny tweets yesterday. He said, 
while uh, while listening to callers uh, discuss Junior missing the pit road interest, uh, I missed my exit into downtown. Uh, cut the subliminal messages, Sirius XM. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. I was just listening, driving along. I, you know, it, it's Monday. I got myself a case of the Mondays. And, uh, yeah, it just blew, up, blew right by my usual uh, exit into downtown. Yeah. And it was, yeah, like it, it was like listening to an Ozzy Osbourne record backwards, man. It's just like, <laughs> you know, the power that the, the, the power that radio has. So. Well, uh, last question, you know, after three races, uh, what is your opinion? Is it a three-horse race, or uh, do you think somebody else is going to make some noise before it's over? Um, at this point, I do not see how it isn't a, uh, a three-horse race, basically. You know, it's um, you, just, you just look at uh, what, what Jimmy and Matt and, you know, Kyle. Kyle has finally seemed to uh, uh, got rid of his chase curse, you know, the one that uh, – allows him to basically kick everybody's tail throughout the regular season. And then, you know, suddenly when he hops into the chase, like never, like it almost seemed like he had an allergy to the chase yeah. where, yeah. Uh, you know, suddenly two motors would blow and so on. Yeah. Um, it, it's just hard to see any of those, guys, those uh, drivers, you know, faltering in any way. You know, it's like if yesterday counts as a quote unquote bad day for Ken, then he finishes in the top 10, you know, it's uh it's going to be, I think, you know, fairly difficult for any of these, uh, uh, drivers to catch up, really. That again, that's just my opinion. Um, uh, you know, no disrespect to Biffle. I know he thinks it's four. I know he does. <laughs> but um, you know, that's uh, that's just my take. You know. I hear you. Well, you know what? Yep. Uh, I think you need to uh, watch out for that that guy in tenth place. I think he's uh, sneaking up on him. Oh yeah, sneaking up on him. He's uh, he's uh, he's coming. That's just, uh, you know, I mean, and yesterday i mean boy who, you know, who didn't think he had it after the uh, four tire call again I, I think i put it on twitter i think let's made the wrong call they clearly should have put on five tires yeah absolutely um <laughs> and, that's, uh, and I, I blame steve for that i, I totally do you know well, his, man, uh, his I, fault. you know the, the, this is really my last question are you ever serious about anything because that, that that's something that a lot of people probably want to know are yes you... I, I i am occasionally serious and i've learned uh especially when on twitter um, when I'm being serious, I actually have to use have the hashtag to not sarcastic yes. or I'll say sincere question because, you know, there are times when, like, you know, somebody, uh, you know, somebody hits the wall really hard and I'm like, wow, I hope that person's okay. And someone's like, are you kidding? And I'm like, no, no, I no, actually I'm... do hope that person's okay. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not that evil. I'm really not. I, I know I probably seem like it, but. No, I genuinely, I genuinely care about the well-being of these competitors. I really do. And he's going to be real serious when his boss asks where the hell those donuts yeah, are here yeah. in just a few minutes. Yes, yes, they will. Yes, they will. You know, should I, should I just get some? I yes, guess I just stop yes, you them. really, really should. You really should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were out of donuts yeah. is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> the donut shop yeah. is never out of yeah. donuts. Okay, I'll, it's, it's, it's worth a shot, but, uh, you know, All right. I, I, I guess I'm stuck. Well, NASCAR Chasm, we appreciate you being on uh, here in Dirty Mo Radio on the Dale Jr. Download. We certainly hope this isn't your last visit and uh, encourage people to follow you there on Twitter and and read all of your humor. That's right. Well, I appreciate you having me. It was tr- uh, truly an honor. I love this podcast. And I'm right there. I'm being sincere. <laughs> not sarcastic. Hashtag not sarcastic. There there you Thank you, buddy. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank good stuff there. From NASCAR Chasm, we appreciate him. All right, well, you know Reaction Theater is going to be insane this week, so. Yeah, we had the most calls that we've ever had. And, you know, I wish we could play them all. We can't, but I'm going to try to squeeze in as many as we possibly can. 
and that would mean you let's just step out, let them talk. Uh, we won't interrupt it, and we'll get to as many calls as we can. Play them, Dustin. Greatest pit call of the year. TJ, Steve, Junior, the whole 88 team, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Great call. Man, I'm going to tell you what, my heart was beating down there in those final laps. I thought Junior was going to get Johnson, but it just wasn't meant to be, I don't guess. But it was just an awesome weekend by the 88 team. Proud of So damn proud of Junior today. That was one hell of a job driving. Hell of a job by the 88 crew, Steve LaPard, all of them. Just sucked so bad finishing second to that cheater, Jimmy Johnson. Dale, yeah. Dale, guys, uh, we're uh, heading back from Dover now. Had an awesome day meeting Stevie. Got to hang out with Hope for a little bit. He's all right, I guess. Very disappointed by the end of the race. Also very uh, thrilled throughout the race. It was a great 400 laps. Definitely on our feet the entire time. We had a newbie today. He had a great time, so that's always good. Go, Dale, go. What else can I say? If he ain't first, you're last. First off, I don't want to hear Mike Davis say any of this bullshit is well, Junior had a good car, and this, that, and the other, Jim John. Shut up. We don't want to hear it. We need wins. Second place is first loser. We don't need no other bullshit. Hell yeah. Hey, I'm sure all the crazies have called in, and I'm sure a few sounded like this. That, that Rick Hendrick, he gets Jimmy Johnson all the best engines and all the best cars. Damn you, Rick Hendricks. All right, in all seriousness, Otard, I hope you're listening, man. You are the man. Dale Jr., keep digging. TJ and Hog, you rock. You hear me, Hog? You f***ing rock. Second, had a great race today, and people still don't like it. They suck. Two tires for the Jimmy Johnson, and of course, Jimmy Johnson wins. Somehow, always has a better car. Jimmy Johnson always has the better car. End of story. 88 always gets the second fiddle. The lesser car, Jimmy's in it for the championship. The junior gets the shaft yet again. It's a tough day. Heartbroken, yeah. I'm mad. I'm fired up. Junior had the fastest damn car out there. But, hey, when I'm going to go on Twitter, when I'm going to go yell at people, that work in a sport that bring you information every day? Because that's f***ing bullshit. Junior, he did a hell of a job today. He did everything he could to win that race. He fought hard. And sometimes when you're fighting hard, you make a mistake. Hey, if we don't win the championship, that's okay. We're here. We're talked about. It's time to just go out there and just run our race. I'm going to root for you every week, Junior. Without that engine blowing, I'll tell you what, we'd be in the middle of this whole deal right now. Good run, good run. Dale, yeah. Roll tide, boys. Let's go get them in Kansas. Obviously, we'd have liked to finish one position better, but we picked the wrong racetrack to go toe-to-toe with the 48 at. My takeaway from today's race was uh, we're going for broke. We're going to get some wins real soon. And uh, I love that we're back to the days when second just isn't good enough. Hell yeah. Mike Davis, I just want to thank you for your, I guess what you'd call a rant last week. I'm so sick and tired of these on Twitter and Facebook talking bullshit about Junior. Him not having talent and only having to ride because of his last name. They can all kiss my ass. 
Oh, and, and another thing, these guys on top of the standings right now, they better be glad that motor blew at Chicago land because the last two weeks, the 88 looked like a championship contender. So uh, I see a trip to victory lane coming soon. Go 88. Two weeks ago, I called this show, and I requested that the 88 team leave everything out on the line. And I'll be darned if we weren't points racing again this week. No, calm down, Davis. I'm just kidding. Junior raced his heart out today. I am thrilled with a second-place finish. Wish it was a win, but it'll come. Good job, guys. Second never sucked so bad. And Junior looked like he could use a big old hug after that interview. Poor guy. Who the f*** does Jimmy Johnson win every freaking time? It's so annoying. How can we not run him down with four tires? So pissed off right now. I don't even know what to do. Hell yeah. For all these idiots on Twitter talking about Junior backing off from the 48, did you watch the interview with Dale Junior after this race and see the look of disgust on this man's face? He wants to freaking win a race. Second isn't good enough. As a matter of fact, his quote was, second's the same as tenth to me. I want trophies. So get off the man's back. Trophies are coming. Hell yeah. Everyone seems to be giving this championship to Matt, Kyle, or Jimmy. But I can see a dark horse coming, and it's the son of a three. I've never been more proud of Dale Jr. running this race today. I am so proud to say that I'm a member of Junior Nation. If we could keep bringing them off the truck fast like that on Fridays, run every practice fast on Saturdays, we will win this chase. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. Great job today, 88 team. Y'all got it. You go to Kansas and make that place your bitch. I think that's some great advice there. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, it's poetic. No, it is. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I completely agree with her. I do, too. I'm coming for you, Kansas. That's a great last call there. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, good stuff. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855. 740-1902. Leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. And don't forget, there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. Go to DaleJRFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. There you go, buddy, white flag. It is yet another busy week for Junior. On Tuesday, he'll spend some time mulling over those Dover notes with his 88 team and then begin focusing on Kansas. On Wednesday, he's going to Pennsylvania to tour a coal mine on behalf of Clean Coal, a proud sponsor of Junior Motorsports. Like the rest of the Cup Series, Junior will be going to Kansas early for a Thursday afternoon test session. But unlike the rest of the Cup Series, he's flying to Roanoke, Texas that evening for the barbecue pit stop event on behalf of Texas Motor Speedway. We talked about that last week on the podcast with Eddie Gossage. Race four of the Chase for the Championship is this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on ESPN. The nationwide race is the day before on Saturday. It'll start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central on ESPN2. And a side note to that, both Regan Smith and Brad Sweet, their Chevrolets will be bright pink as part of the Breast Cancer Awareness Initiative. And you can check out those paint schemes right now at jrmracing.com. Now, by the way, Taylor, I'm going to Kansas this weekend, not Hogue. He's got the weekend off. Hog. And, and, and a programming note, now listen closely, fans. The, the podcast will be next Tuesday, not Monday. It'll be next Tuesday. What? Yeah. What yeah. if What if Hog and Dustin and I want to do the podcast without you on Monday? It's not an option. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dictatorship Tuesday. here. All right. 
for the dictator Mike Davis and for Dustin Lee uh. and for NASCAR Chasm. I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.